ball to the right. Hunter on the move, racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I think it would be a big statement if John Farrell started Travis Shaw on opening day, and I'd be totally cool with it. Because I think it would, it, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to, to play better defense and play better, period, nothing will. I think they're going to make Jeter that first unanimous vote, and I hate that about baseball writers. If you belong in the Hall of Fame, you get voted in the Hall of Fame. Achievement or a new milestone. So don't just be like, hey, we, we signed this player, so we're going to have a ceremony. Like, no, no. Like. Now, to your hosts. All right, welcome into the program, everybody. You know the drill. Red Sox beat here on CLNS Radio. Jess Thomas and Jared Scally here this week. No Lauren. Um, Jess, first show with a new president. It's kind of weird. Uh, first time in eight years as a new president, um, to the discredit of a lot of people. Uh, but, you know, new men in charge, new people in charge, new year. Um, scary stuff, but, you know, hey, there's a lot going on despite the new president. Yeah, definitely scary stuff. Uh, I don't know why you started the show with that. That's like the worst news you want to give. <laughs> we can only go up, right? I got to start at the worst right. possible note possible so that I can only go up, right? Because yeah, if, you, that's, if that's I fair. start talking about Donald Trump, it's going to be 45 minutes of me swearing and we don't need that. So, um, look, a lot's going on in the baseball world. We're here to talk about that. Of course, you can find us uh, on Twitter at Red Sox underscore beat. Facebook is Red Sox beat podcast. Uh, so make sure you go check us out there, of course, on iTunes, Stitcher as well. Uh, if you rate, review, describe, subscribe to us on iTunes, that'd be phenomenal. Spread the word. It's always nice. Uh, baseball season's right around the corner. I believe it's, what, 20 days until um, pitchers and catchers, 13 days to the most useless holiday in Lauren's world, uh, truck day. Uh, so, and <laughs> only Lauren's world. Only Lauren's world. That's it. Um, and, of co- and this has got to be Gronk's holiday. It's 69 days until Red Sox season opener. So you know Rob Gronkowski is celebrating somewhere in this, in this, in this messed up world. Um, and, of course, our, our upcoming segment, our first segment here on Red Sox Beat is going to be brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates anymore. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the jo- top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017. Post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. It's, it's, it's so much easier to use. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's all one word. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan fan one more time try it again for free go to ziprecruiter.com slash sports fan um love ziprecruiter obviously get the word out there um just a lot going on in the red Sox world everyone wants to talk about david ortiz coming back i feel like david ortiz ends up in every show we do (laughs) um but he did break his silence you know he talked about the tweet um that tweet you know the one that said just ask boston globe he did say he's retired um one just do you believe him and two Pedro did say this weekend was winter weekend, and Pedro came out and said that he thinks Ortiz will play next season. So really, Jess, really, not even two-part question. Who do you believe, David Ortiz or Pedro Martinez? I'm leaning toward Ortiz because 
he knows his feet and he knows they hurt and it's not just going to get better in an instant. And in fact, it'll probably just get worse if he starts playing on them again. So I think, I think for that reason, I believe him. And just after the whole, the whole uh, send off from last year, it, it, it would just seem a little bit strange coming back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't not love it. Of course I would, but um, I think, I think, I, I don't even think Pedro has talked to him about it yeah. from what I could see. It seemed like, I feel like he's just saying, he's just strictly saying, from a talent perspective, he's still so good that he doesn't see him wasting that. But I think that's just Pedro's opinion because of how good he is, which makes sense. But yeah. I don't think necessarily you talk to him was like, oh, yeah, you're going to come back, right? I should tell everyone you're going to come <laughs> back, even though you just told everyone like right before this that you're not coming back. So I think right. that he was just, just saying that to say that. So I'm leaning toward Ortiz, but I'm not going to count it out, you know? <laughs> I'm literally not counting it out until opening day. <laughs> and then, who, and then who, and even then, who knows? He can play half. No, I think you, I think you have to wait till the end of the season to to get to probably get fair. He comes back just for the playoffs. Um, <laughs> look, I, I don't believe Pedro as much as it hurts me. It pains me to say I don't believe in Pedro Martinez. I believe David I know. Ortiz. You know, it's his body, it's his life, and it's hard for me to believe also that David Ortiz would put the league and all and all of us through that retirement tour um, and all that pain he went through, and he went and then play again. I don't think he was lying about his feet. I'm pretty sure he's actually in severe pain when he plays baseball. So I can't imagine he's going to put himself through that just to play some games and be on a team again. When now, he had a great career. No one's going to hate him for retiring. Everyone thought he probably would have retired a lot sooner than this. you know. So I don't blame him for retiring. I, I highly doubt he's going to come back. As much as I want to believe Pedro Martinez, I can't see David, or, David Ortiz just out of nowhere being like, eh, I'll deal with the feet. I want to play again. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Right. If he was completely healthy, that's one thing. But like... To come back from that great last season he had, which is a storybook ending, who, who could everyone wants that, and he actually got it. And then to come back on his terrible feet, we read the articles about how the painstaking process that he went through to uh, to play, plus the guy that took care of his feet, Dan Dierek, the Red Sox got rid of him, so his his dude's not even his, there anymore. His special so foot doctor is no longer in sight, so uh, yeah, he so that, no I mean, longer get his rub downs. Exactly. So it doesn't make sense in terms of that, in terms of the whole retirement thing, in terms of um, how great of a last season he had. It just doesn't make sense to come back after that and be like, "Ah, I just get my feet feel great. And I'm gonna play now." Like, got you guys. I, just, I, I I just punked you. Where's where, Where's Ashton Kutcher? I got you guys. Ashton, you can come out. Come out of the corner. We got him. Um, look, D- David Ortiz isn't playing next year. As, and now, if he walked away healthy, I, I'd be we all be burning down his front door with pitchforks because exactly. there's no reason exactly. to walk away from the game with that kind of numbers. But there's no way he would walk away from the game like with those numbers if he wasn't hurt. So there's no way he's coming back. So it'll come up again. We'll talk about it through spring training, I'm sure. He's going to show up at some point because I know the Red Sox were setting up a meeting to talk to him about a role with the team. So he's going to be around. Just don't expect him to put cleats on in a spring training game and go hit a couple homers because it's not going to happen. Fun to watch, yes, but it's not going to happen. Um, and even Red- – just, just one more quick yeah, note on that. Um, it's like even if he does end up coming back at some point, which he probably won't because he's just going to keep getting older. But if he did if he did come back, it's not going to be next year. Like he's at least going to take a year off, see how his feet feel, re- reevaluate and everything. So maybe at some point in the future, doubt it because of his age, but maybe – but next year just doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, if if you getting healthy priority one and because, like you said because of his age it just doesn't make it likely for him to come back, but obviously we'll see there. I highly doubt it. He's he's the time is ticking for his Hall of Fame ballot. So he'll be on that in 5 years. <laughs> um and hopefully in the Hall of Fame in 5 years. Um so other Red Sox stuff that came out 
between Drew Pomerantz and Erod. Let's start Erod just because this is no shocker. We just kind of have to bring it up out of the courtesy to our listeners here. But um, Eduardo Rodriguez is out of the World Baseball Classic now due to shocker, a quote-unquote not serious knee injury. Um, Farrell said they need to determine um, that there are no issues physically, and that's why he's not pitching. But um, just it's not the first time we've heard not serious in a, in, with an injury with Erod. Well, yeah, it's hard to take him seriously considering he even said it's not like last year. Like, this one's not even close to that. Yeah, but last year was it's nothing. I'll be back from this. And then it was th- two or three months. So, like, him saying that it's not like last year's after what we went through, I'm kind of having a little trouble buying it. Yeah, no, I don't buy it at all. Um, anytime they say not serious and um, Eduardo Rodriguez injury, I don't believe it anymore because – this is what the second time now this has happened, and I I don't he's the and he's had on the several rotation. he's had several scares already too that haven't even turned into anything you know he's had like last year he had like two or three different ones where he was like thought he was hurt and then he turns out he wasn't he's just like mentally not there so even if it's not necessarily anything serious it's still a concern and considering that he got this injury I read because the, it rained before the game he was pitching in and then he tweaked it because it was still wet like. You can't pitch in anything, man. No, exactly. Um, I, I look at the Erod situation as um, as a situation where it needs to get figured out. He can't stay on the field, and if he's not healthy, you do not throw a baseball. You come to spring training and get healthy, and that's it. Now, if they're quote-unquote not and saying not serious and he comes back and is out for six months – then maybe it's time to consider just letting him go because if this guy can't stay on the field for two years straight with a quote-unquote not serious knee injury, then either John Farrell and the organization needs to be let go completely or you just leave, you ditch the pitcher. And, you know, he seems to be the odd man out at this point, so wouldn't be awful. Now, I would hate it because that tells me that you gave up Andrew Miller for this guy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it might be worth just cutting bait if he can't, if he can't even get on the field. Well, yeah, you can always look back at what you gave up for the guy and cry about it. But it's like with that kind of stuff, it's you kind of just take a chance. And then whatever ends up happening, happening. It's just like a draft where you can be like, oh, we should have drafted that guy, you know, six years later. Oh, man, look back at that 2010 draft. We should have drafted that guy instead of that guy. Like you can always look back and, and question everything. So I think in terms of the Miller thing, it would be kind of annoying to get rid of your odd after that. Sure. Yeah. But in the same in the same breath, I mean, it's. Stuff happens, you never know, injuries, all that. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because, like you said, if these are small injuries and they turn to this, what if he actually has a big injury? What's that going to be? Is he going to be out for, like, four years? Yeah, <laughs> you know, really, it's... seriously. Um, and he still wants to pitch in the World Baseball Classic? What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, Just seriously. get healthy for the season. Like, dude, like, we know, we know you can pitch when you're healthy. The problem is when you're not healthy, you suck. So figure your life out. World Baseball Classic isn't going anywhere. You're not a young, you're not an old dude. Like, just figure your life out. You can pitch in the next one. He needs to relax a little bit. Um, but one thing that does scare you is, you know, you might, do you need Erod because of the Drew Pomerantz situation? Now, the deadline is passed to avoid arbitration, right? Am I correct there? I think. Um, and if not, it's pretty cl- damn close. Um, and they still haven't figured it out. Pomerantz wanted 5.7. Um, Sox counted with 3.6. Now, do I think they should pay him $5.7 million? Absolutely not. Is he worth that? Absolutely not. But that being said, they probably will. Um, I think in the case of arbitration, you can still, even past the deadline, you might set up a hearing, but I still think you can avoid it if both sides do come to an agreement. It's a weird rule. Um, 
but that being said, I read an article today. Um, it was a, I forget where it was, but basically saying that it looks like Dombrowski was confident that they were going to get something done even past the hearing date um, to get something done, but not likely for Bod, which is fine because a Bod can leave. But that being said, do you have confidence, Jess, that Drew Pomerantz will be on this team this year, paid, ready to go? Um, because if not, you might need Erod, and then who knows? Yeah, I'd trust Pomeranz a little more at this point, so I hope that <laughs> I hope that he's he's good. Um, I saw an article today on MLB.com where he said he's feeling feeling great and he's ready to uh, ready to pitch in the rotation. So I hope that's true. He had the stem cell injection in his elbow, so hopefully he's strengthening his arm. He's right in the prime of his career, and hopefully he can figure out the American League and uh, and pitch well well for us um, and with the Erod's question marks I really hope that he can get his act together and, and really uh, contribute for the team did you know the Red Sox haven't been in an arbitration hearing since 2002 wow really yeah it was uh let's see I just saw the name Rolando Arroyo or Arrojo oh Arrojo yeah Rolando Arrojo yeah back in 2002 that was the last time um as a th- well because it honestly because there's a threat of a bod going to an arbitration hearing maybe um but that being said, he's terrible. They could just let him walk. They should just let him walk. <laughs> um, but Pomeran's a situation, you know, um, supposedly he had, um, revealed he had stem cell injection in his left elbow because apparently, well, I mean, we, not apparently, we knew there was a crap ton of discomfort in his elbow. Um, so the, apparently they're getting him fixed health-wise. Obviously the money's going to probably get figured out at some point, but... That being said, with the discomfort, obviously all that stuff was lied about with the Padres and and that crap that we dealt with listening to, but is this guy going to be healthy? Does this stuff kind of make sense? Can he come back from that, something like that kind of discomfort? Because stem cell injection is not really like just like a cortisone shot. Like it's something more serious. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's, Elbow things are always concerning because, you know, the whole Tommy John thing and elbows are always the most dangerous thing and they're always the things that that cause pitchers problems i don't know why anyone would want to be a pitcher honestly because <laughs> every, it pretty you much everybody paid, just, you get prayed pretty well if you uh if you're a good pitcher yeah you do but everybody gets shoulder and elbow and everything injuries it just doesn't it's i don't know it seems like i feel like hitting would just be more you know foolproof like you're oh, not I, gonna... I, I hate to be that guy who calls into every sports radio show but i played baseball for years um my shoulders shot my, I pitched for years, and my shoulder, I have my a swollen rotator cuff like a, like a balloon. See? <laughs> and you're awful. not even a major league pitcher. See? No. <laughs> it's yeah, and, and I played the field, and uh, my arm's fine, so go figure, right? Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe I, but I enjoyed every second of pitching, so I'm not mad. <laughs> um, I enjoyed every second of not pitching. <laughs> I will say also it didn't help. I played volleyball for years after that with my left shoulder and was playing the front row, so I hit a lot of volleyballs as well, so... Yeah. I just my my rotator cuff was shot from day one. Um, it, there was no hope for my left shoulder. Um, Drew Pomeranz will obviously have to wait and see though. Jess, I think that they're going to do everything they can to get his elbow fixed, and then the money's going to come. So I'm not worried about that. Um, but it seems to be a theme though with the Red Sox and backing out of uh, the World Baseball Classic. Um, Rick Porcello, you know that guy who won the Cy Young Award, that dude, the really good pitcher that no one believed in. Oh, yeah, that, Rick. That, that okay. Guy. Oh, good old Rick. Yeah, good old Ricky <laughs> Rick. Um, he he declined his invite to the uh, World Baseball Classic as well. Um, 
And this is the guy who Chris Sale even came out and said, you know, he deserves the ball game one this year. Me, David Price, or myself don't. Like, he's the guy who should get the ball game one, which I love that about Chris Sale, by the way, that he said that. Now, do I want the ball to go to Rick Porcell week day one? No, I want it to be Chris Sale. But that's for, that's for, another, that's for a spring training show. Um, why would Rick Porcell decline the invite is the big question. Because he's not an idiot like Rodriguez. <laughs> he wants to keep his arm fresh for the season, maybe. You know, that, that thing. That, I mean, seriously, that's why I think I I don't know why I know it's like a you know represent your country and all that crap, but I want to represent my team. And if I just won Cy Young, then I want to you know build on that season and continue to pitch well and uh, pitching see, the World Baseball Classic. What's that going to do? If I won Cy Young, wouldn't I want to go like flash it around the world? Look at me, I'm awesome. Let's go win the World Baseball Classic. I don't know. Ask Rick Porcello. <laughs> I would love to. Can you get me in? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> if you don't have that kind of access, unfortunately. I don't have uh, any Rick Porcello access. Uh, I, I wish I did. I, I, would, I would pick someone else besides Rick Porcello to get some real access. Um, but look, Rick Porcello, to me, I'm okay with the decision. As much as I, I'd think, you know, you know, go pitch. You know, you're fine. You're young. But at the same time, this is his last shot to really be a dominant. But, you know, he, he pitched on the Tigers as a low of the guy, but he finally figured it out. And he's actually liked in a city that is hard to be liked in. You know, you you gotta you gotta do some serious serious stuff in a good way to be liked here, and he finally figured it out. So I can't imagine he wants to risk that for the World Baseball Classic. And this shows where the World Baseball Classic is. It just doesn't mean crap to anybody who plays in the majors, um, right? Un- unless like I mean, I know I know Xander's gonna play, um, and thing, and like guys play, but it doesn't mean anything. Like, and the managers tell the tell the like the international managers like this guy has an inning limit, or this guy shouldn't be playing more than this many innings, and it, and it works. You know, people don't play full games or people on 100% and you're allowed if you're a player you're allowed to say you know what I'm tired I want to come out and they don't care because they know that you have the right to say that in the world baseball classic as a player right which shows you that where the priority is obviously with the team not with the world baseball classic exactly well there's no priority with the world baseball classic at all exactly people do it because it's fun and again if you're a player and you're healthy go for it but at the same time it's good that they, they they know their priorities and they're allowed to kind of make those decisions for themselves um so obviously a lot of Red Sox stuff going on and, and everything we talked about so far in the show and the Red Sox segment, of course, was brought to you by Audible. Yeah, and don't forget to check out Audible. We love we love them. They're, they're good stuff, of course, as always. Um, so check them out, of course. Um, a lot of interesting stuff besides the Red Sox, and we're always going to have Red Sox to talk about because if not, we'll still force news because there's always something little to talk about even when there's not. But um, a lot going on in the baseball world as well. Um, before we get to the Hall of Fame debate, Jess, because you and I, I'm sure, are going to go back and forth on this one. But um, we do have to bring up the fact that today's the sun Monday we're recording, so a day ago, um, your Dino Ventura uh, and Annie Marte, who was a former Red Sox, by the way, Annie Marte, um, both were killed in the Dominican Republic in, in car crashes, but were actually separate car crashes, unfortunately. Um, both players were reportedly under the influence, uh, but there was no like hard evidence for that, but that's what the reports are saying. Obviously, one player in terms of Ventura has a lot more success in the leagues than Marte, and people know Ventura. Um, stud for the Royals, ace pitcher. Um, just just a terrible a terrible day in the baseball world, obviously, with after the Jose Fernandez passing, and um, just... Two young guys, three young guys, tough to lose um, so early in their lives, and great baseball careers out of them as well. Yeah, it's uh, really weird that they happen like two hours apart on the same day in the same in place. Ca- in separate car crashes. like it's completely so separate. Weird, yeah. yeah, totally different things. So weird. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Ventura, obviously, he's only 25, and he was already a really good pitcher. So 
from a baseball standpoint, that's a that's a huge shame. Uh, I was reading more details about it um, before we started the show. Yeah, I don't know. But there was one report that said alcohol was involved, but then another one, this this updated one, said there's no alcohol present at the scene. But they have to wait for the toxicology report to see um, if if alcohol if he had it. You know, it wasn't yeah. present, but he yeah. could have had it. So, but it looks like with both of them, whether it was alcohol or not, it looked like both of them was um, were high speed um, crashes. And they said Marte crashed into a house. Uh, Ventura, they said. I uh, was driving through fog, and his he lost control of his car, went off the road, and he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, so he was thrown from the car. Yeah. So two very different things uh, with the same result, um, both high speed. So, and it, it, I mean, and the common thing between both of them is both Dominican Republic, and you see stuff all the time about how terrible the roads are and how awful things are for driving conditions there. So go figure that this happened there, and it, I know that. They're always saying, like, watch out, like, be careful when you're driving there, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're teams, but it still happened. So. And they're young. And, and But the crazy thing to me is, and no, I mean, no blame on them, whatever. Like, you know, it's hard to blame, put anything on blame when they, they're both passed away. But if you, you, you live a life in, say, in Ventura's case, you know, in Kansas City, you know what America's like. You know what good conditions are. You have a great life. And you go home. And no blame for him going home. Everyone goes back to Dominican who's from there. But drive safe, you know? Like, don't be an idiot. You have the whole life ahead of you. Um, I don't want to compare it to the Aaron Hernandez thing in the Patriots because he murdered people. But, like, at the same time, you, you have life right there. You know, you have it. Everyone wishes to be a major league athlete when they're little um, or something, you know? And he, he had it. And to drive recklessly like that, I don't put any blame on him, but it's just kind of crazy that pe- they don't think straight. It happens consistently across a lot of the sports. So, th- tragic deaths like this are hard to kind of cope with because you understand how avoidable it could have been right exactly yeah it's a real it's a real shame it's it's too bad and obviously like you said marjay was in the red sox system like 10 years ago before he got traded so weird to see names pop up again that you've you've seen in the past and in ventura's case a name that you've been seeing for for a while in the major leagues for the last four years so yeah it's quite a shame but Speed kills and cars kill, unfortunately. Yeah, and the the Royals fans had a nice vigil outside of um, their stadium as well. Some of the Royals players did come out and and kind of cope with the fans and mourn with the fans, which is good to see. It's a community, which is nice. Um, so obviously our best wishes from here at Red Sox Beat and CLNS Radio to um, Ventura and Marte's families, the Royals, everybody out there. Um, obviously we, we, we send our well wishes. Um that being said, Jess, let's move on to a little happier note. Uh, um, the Hall of Fame voting is in. This year's class um, involves Tim Raines, finally, uh, Jeff Bagwell, and Yvonne, quote-unquote, Pudge Rodriguez. Um, Trevor Hoffman missed it by five votes. Um, for Pudge, it's, it's a first ballot Hall of Famer, only second catcher to make the Hall um, on his first year of eligibility. Do we know who the first one was? Um. Piazza wasn't first, was he? Or was Maybe. he? Um, I, was it Piazza? I mean, it might have been. Was it Piazza? Because that just happened. That really? Okay. Um, right. So I think it was him. Wow. Okay. I didn't even think about that. Um, I was like, who's who would have been the first? But that makes sense. I keep thinking. I always think of Piazza as a first baseman because he played that to the tail end. So like, I just always think. Yeah. No, he retired in two thousand seven and just got it last year. So yeah. No. Okay. It, it was not him. It was not. Yeah. But okay. I'm not sure it was. Okay. 
that's weird. I was just curious because um, it, it wasn't here. <laughs> um, I don't care, though. That being said, I would say – I can't say Tim Raines doesn't deserve the Hall of Fame because I never watched him play. You know, like one of those things where you see numbers and I guess you can make an argument for him. Um, I'm not 100% in a belief that Jeff Bagwell deserves the Hall of Fame. Um, but honestly, I'm not mad with this class by any means. I think Trevor Hoffman should have been voted in. I think he should be in this class. Um, so, I mean, before I get to the ever-ending steroid debate here um, that we always talk about, because Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens did get did get their votes rise rose risen from last year by a couple percentage here. Um, what do you make of this year's class, Jess? Uh, I like it. I know a lot of people wanted Tim Raines in because it was his last year of eligibility and he got, he had a good career and a lot of people say he had an underrated career. So I'm fine with that. It sounds like the majority of people thought that that was the right thing. So that's fine with me. Same with you. I didn't see him play. So I don't know from experience. Uh, we definitely saw a lot of Bagwell and, um, I always liked him. I thought he had a great career. I thought he was a really good player. And if Craig Vigio is going to be in, then obviously Bagwell should be too. So I'm happy about that. I think that was the good move before, you know, before voting. Like I said, I said, I've said on the show too that, that he should be one. I know you question a little more, but I like it. I think that, I think that he's a, a worthy Hall of Famer. I mean, he had a lot of home runs. You know, he had uh, 449 homers. He had a, Almost a 300 average for his career. You know, lots of all-stars, lots of doubles, lots of hits, lots of runs. So he kind of filled up all the uh, all the stat sheets. A lot of 130-plus RBI seasons. So he was a great player. I love it. I think it's good. Um, and then Pudge, yeah, I, was, I was, wasn't I was quite sure because of possible steroid things. But um, obviously he's one of the best catchers ever. And people thought that, so they picked him. So that makes sense. And, yeah, I think Hoffman should have made it too. But he just missed it. I mean, he was a great closer. It's obviously harder for closers just because of their position, but yep. I I think he will get it at some point. And uh, I figured out the only catcher before Pudge first bell was Johnny Bench. Oh, makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, it does. <laughs> definitely, definitely makes sense. Um, I think Hoffman will get it next year. To be honest, I think those five votes get made up next yeah. year for sure. So you'd expect him to be on the class um, next year. But and you br- you brought it up too, and this is kind of where I wanted to go with this because. Pudge Rodriguez gets in for uh, first ballot, even though there were steroid speculations around him. So one that makes that means really good news for David Ortiz, um, being a first ballot Hall of Famer when that time comes. But also we saw Barry Bonds' vote percentage go up, Roger Clemens' percentage go up. I think the Hall of Fame is voters are starting to figure it out. These guys were good, let them in. I'm not saying let them all in, even though I've, I've made that argument before, but. Let the ones who actually deserve to be in, be in. Barry Bonds' name is in the hall already. He's the home run champ. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens is one of the best starting pitchers to ever don a baseball uniform in the majors. Put him in the Hall of Fame. This, these two guys deserve to be in, and Pudge is a stepping stone, I think, to what needs to happen. Yes, Pudge wasn't completely linked, but there was reports of it. You know, There's speculation there. The next step is letting someone in who did steroids, like for sure. And Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens just will be in the Hall of Fame before their time is up. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I think definitely Pudge making it definitely makes their their uh, their chances better. I totally agree with that because you know to have somebody with the suspicion. I guess there's suspicion for Bagwell too, even though it wasn't necessarily. Uh, 
really real or not, kind of hard to tell. But there was definitely suspicion for both of them, so I think that definitely definitely uh, makes their candidacy better. And obviously Ortiz, too, even though he didn't do steroids. But obviously, whenever your name's linked, no matter what it is, even if it's bullcrap, people are going to look at that. But Ortiz's numbers are better than Bagwell's, so what are you... What are we, what are we questioning there? I mean, he's he's for sure gonna get it. I'm thinking, but yeah, I mean, Bonds and Clemens, yeah, maybe at some point their numbers did go up. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I see people who do think that, like you. So I could see it, but definitely, <laughs> definitely helps their candidacy with uh, with Bagwell and pleasure making it. Um, sure. looking at other people on the list, I, I don't want to sit here and argue steroids with you. We could go two hours on that, but. Um, one interesting person who got a good chunk of votes on the first ballot was Vladimir Guerrero. He got 71.7% of the votes on the first time on the ballot. Do you think he should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer? I do. I, I He had a great career. I I thought he was going to make it first time, to be honest, before this all happened. I You look at his numbers and the impact he had, and, um, good fielder, you know, serviceable fielder. 449 homers. I totally thought he was going to get in first time, but no doubt he will get in. But I definitely thought it was going to be this time. There's definitely like a lot of a lot of guys who who could have gotten it this time. Yeah, no, cuz I mean you go down the list here. Um Hoffman and Guerrero were the were the closest to um and then you have still have Edgar Martinez is next on the list with like 58% of the vote. Clemens and Bonds are there with 54.1, 53.8 respectively. Messina's on that list. Schilling's the only one that went down from last year got 45 percent of the vote this year he was over 50 last year and that's obviously with the politics crap that we've had to talk about um so and that being said i think next year as well to go back up i think people are gonna live and forget the kirk Schilling crap because he deserves to be mentioned if not close to being in the hall of fame if not being in the hall of fame um so I think he should I, be no i i agree with you there i do think he should be but obviously i can see why people would make a case for him not to be in as well um I'd just be curious to see if people put him in or don't put him in be- just because of that, of like if the politics thing or what really hurts him. I- I'm sure it will. Um, but that being said, Chilling's there. Um, our Red Sox hero, well, my Red Sox hero, you- I know you don't care about him. Uh, Manny Ramirez got 23.8% of the vote first time on the ballot. Making a bold prediction, Jess, Manny's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he is. Yeah, I, I mean, 23.8 is not bad, but it's certainly not even close. And, um, I mean, maybe he will if the other guys get it, but his numbers obviously weren't as good as someone like Bonds. But, I don't no, know. He's maybe not the home point. run champion. Like, that's that's exactly. why Bond, that's why Bonds is getting in. Like, oh, right. um, look, I, I look at Manny as a guy who would get in maybe the last time on the ballot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's possible. He would probably squeak in because by then – and what is it now? Ten years on the ballot, right? They changed it, um, so you get. 10 That's years, right. Yeah, you get ten years on the ballot unless you were already in the process. But um, so in ten years, maybe things have changed. You know, maybe by then, you know, I think in ten years you're going to see Clemens, Clemens and Bonds already in the Hall of Fame. Um, so maybe he is another one to go in at the late, at the last kind of possible second. I could see that by then. Maybe um, at that point, Ortiz is going to be in. Um, so maybe right. they put him in next to him. You know, it, it's one of those situations where in 10 years, who the heck knows what's going on? Um, I got a question for you, though. Oh, uh, I might have an answer. Well, with these steroids guys, you know, Bonds, Clemens, 53, 54%, then why is a guy such as Sammy Sosa down at 8.6%? His numbers were incredible, su- too. He sucked. He was not his, good. His numbers were incredible. Yeah, okay. 
But, like, he was good for that season, and he's known for the home Dude, he runs. Had, he had 609 home runs. Yeah, but that doesn't mean as much anymore, though. Like, the home runs aren't as big of a deal, I think, in the Hall of Fame stats, as well as I think it's people from that era, like Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, just, I want to say, that definitely didn't ruin that era, but I think people just have such a bad taste in their mouth from those two. Why, why would why would Manny get in and not Sosa? Sosa had more home runs than Manny. He had better numbers. Maybe not I, average wise, but I oh I agree. I think people just have such a strong vendetta against Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire because they're like the face of steroids. Um, I'm not saying if people with steroids get in that everyone with steroids is going to get in. I just think that they're going to let the people who they think deserve to get in. Now, Clemens and Bonds are the two that I really think. If you're going to tell me any, I can put one in, it's going to be Roger Clemens. But then Barry Bonds is right behind him. I just don't think that and, – and this is completely that them being biased. They're, gonna, they're not putting the face of the steroid era in the Hall of Fame. It's not going to happen. Well, it's just weird to me because, like, I mean, yes, obviously. Well, yeah, baseball writers suck. Of course it's weird. <laughs> okay. I was just going to say, like, it's if, you know, if, if Clemens and Bonds, you know, they're the faces, they're the best players of the steroids that, you know, they have the best numbers of the steroid people. But obviously people like McGuire and Sosa are not far behind. So it's just, like I don't know, it just doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem equal. What, I don't what know. about Hall of Fame voting is fair? <laughs> I guess that's true. Nothing is McGuire done? Is his, is he, uh... Is yeah, his candidacy think, done? Yeah, I don't think he can get it. He's done. I don't think he can get it anymore. Um, yeah, he retired 16 years ago. All right, yeah. Yeah, so he's up. Um, Sammy Sosa's – this is his fifth year on the ballot, so – Yeah, um, right. So he's got a few more, but I, he's only got like 8.6% of the vote, so uh, he won't get it. Someone voted for Gary Sheffield. I don't, 59 <laughs> people actually voted for Gary Sheffield. Don't know why. Yeah. Um, hey, but, one, like, one thing. Uh, you talked about this before, and – didn't on a past show you claim that Jorge Posada should be a Hall of Famer? You missed that one big. Oh, yeah, I, I do. I still strongly believe that, but clearly only well, 17 people he, agree with He's me. not going to now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he can't get in now. But um, I think he should have been. I think he meant a lot. I mean, maybe they put him out. Maybe they retire his number or something. I don't know. But His, his numbers weren't nearly good enough to be a Hall of Famer. No. He, no, just, he just won championships. Hey, Jason Veritek got two votes, though, so there's that. Yay, Jason. Tim Wakefield got one. Huh. Yeah, Tim. Wait, J.D. Drew was on this ballot? <laughs> yeah, he didn't get any. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Sorry, J.D. J.D. Drew. Not quite good st- enough. I would die if Steven Drew gets a vote and J.D. never does. That'd be kind of funny. Just down the <laughs> road. Whenever. I wouldn't count on that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I would. maybe, maybe someday if, if you ever write professionally, Jess, like like cover major league teams, can you vote for Steven Drew? Just totally make that happen for me. Make me, make, make me happy once ever. I don't know. Life. He went. He went to the Yankees after the Red Sox. I don't know if I can do that. That's true. Um, <laughs> oh, man, we'll forget about that. But, yeah, so there's the Hall of Fame votes. There's a lot going on there. It's biased every year, but we always talk about it because it's fun. Um, two other things quickly before we get out of here for the week. Um, the Orioles signed Mark Trumbo to a three-year contract extension. Not really a shocker there. Maybe the length of the contract, but no surprise. He's going back to Baltimore, Jess. Yeah, I mean – it makes sense for them. He had a lot of home runs. He was a good player, and they still want to be a good team. So it, why why wouldn't he go back there? He's a good player. Yeah, and I think he always wanted to go back there, so he liked it there, and it makes sense. Um, the one guy that we've been talking about all offseason, other than Edwin Encarnacion from the Blue Jays, was Jose Batista. And who knew where he was going to play? Uh, I mean, I was pretty sure he wasn't signing until spring training, but he did sign, 
and he's going back to Toronto one year on $18.5 million. Um, he, he makes like what, a little over a million dollars um, extra? But that being said, um, he's definitely losing money. Yeah, I mean, you think he'd want a multi-year deal with, you know, more million. I mean, he is 36, though, so he's starting to be on the downside, and he was he was uh, hurt uh, from some of the last season. So this is not, definitely not what he wanted. He, I mean, it's not like he wanted to be back with the Blue Jays, but it, he definitely settled just to be on a team because it was getting kind of close now. Uh, yeah, so I think he just has realized he wanted to play, and obviously Toronto was willing to take him back. So um, good for them. Um and one other thing, I, I don't want to forget about it. Um, Dodgers and the Rays made a swap. Uh, it was Logan Forsyth for Jose De Leon. Um, I mean, not a terrible trade by any means. A, a big deal, Logan Forsyth being traded. But um, who do you think won that deal, Jess? Oh, obviously the uh, Dodgers. Forsyth had a good, solid last couple of years. I don't even know who Jose De Leon is. And <laughs> That's true. I mean, Forsyth's been a pretty dependable player, and I, I read a quote on Twitter before the show um, that Evan Longoria was, like, really upset that that they traded Why? Uh, they Forsyth. Suck. He should want to get traded. Like, he should be upset that it wasn't him. Right. No, he said how, how important Forsyth was to the team and how, uh, how good yeah, he was. Of course he was when they were good. Yeah, well, just telling you what I read. I mean, and it's a great. I mean, do you, I Longoria mean, I, wasn't happy. Are, are, aren't you surprised that Longoria doesn't want out? Like, it, it seems like he's pretty consistent, content on staying in Tampa. No, I am. I just am surprised that they gave up Forsyth for so little because he's been one of their better players. I'm a, I am on my fantasy team. He's a good player. He's a solid player. No, yeah, he definitely is a solid player. I think that's the Dodgers um, are, are definitely lucky to have him in that case. Um, but this is this is the sign of things to come for Tampa. They're going to be in the basement for a while. Um, Longoria can just waste away. Longoria is literally going to waste away unless they finally decide to trade. I think they should trade him. They could get something for Logan Forsythe. I mean, they already did. Um, they could get something for Evan Longoria. Hands down, it's going to be crap ton of prospects. But you know, they need that. They need to rebuild. They need to go young, and that's how they were good before. You know, they they did that route, and that's how a team like Tampa and a market like Tampa needs to rebuild. They're not going to do anything if Evan Longoria is on that team. It's like basically Kobe when he was still on the Lakers. Oh, totally. The one good player on a crappy team. It's too bad, too, because, you know, they were good for a couple of years, and now they're kind of going back down the tubes, which is, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't care in terms of being a Red Sox fan, but, like, for their sake, and when they were actually good, it was kind of fun for them. But now they're going the wrong way. Yeah, they lost their manager. That's what happened. Um, yeah, seriously. Kevin Cash, not so good. Not so good. Um, all right. Well, I, I think we'll end it there. A lot, lot was said tonight. A lot was gone back and forth. Fortunately, Lauren was not here for any of it. Um, but you know, don't forget um, the show will be up on iTunes and Stitcher. If you're not listening to it in one place, listen to it in the other. If you're going to listen again, just get clicks everywhere. It's always good that way. Uh, Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Uh, Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast. Um, today's show, of course, was brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Start using ZipRecruiter for free now by going to ZipRecruiter.com backslash SportsFan. All one word. Also Audible. Um, of course, you go to audible.com backslash try now for a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial. Um, we'll be back next week, same time, same place here, uh, of course, on Stitcher, iTunes, and, of course, CLNSRadio.com. Uh, so for Jess Thomas and I myself, who is Jared Scali, we'll talk to you next week. This has been Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio.